All right, this is Winning Cures Everything. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. You can follow the show, winningcureseverything.com, at Winning Cures on Twitter or on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. Make sure and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Let's jump into it. Uh, rundown today. We're going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies and how the Conley and Gasol trades could possibly move the team in a couple of years. Uh, we're going to talk about the Barbecue Bowl in Greenville, North Carolina. They are bidding for a new bowl game. We'll, we'll discuss that. And then I've got eight basketball picks. Went two and four last night. Not great. Went four and two the night before. Uh, in the last seven days, 23 and 11 against the spread or against the number. Got a few more tonight. Uh, actually, pretty big slate this evening. I, I had some major numbers that, uh, that are, I like a lot. So... Let's go ahead and jump in. Conley and Gasol are on the trade block for the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, we don't talk a lot of NBA on here, but this is a pretty significant deal because Conley and Gasol have been the the bedrocks of this franchise for a long time. I am based in Memphis, for those that don't know. Uh, Without the Grizzlies, downtown Memphis is a ghost town. Now, we've got the Memphis Tigers, and we've got other things that come through FedEx Forum, but without the Grizzlies, that's 41 nights a year that bars down there are not filled with people, right? You've still got your your hot spots and whatnot. You've got your New Year's Eve. You've got you know different nights during the summer that people want to go down, that tourists will come into town. But without the professional basketball franchise, it gets it gets tough. You're in dire straits. People lose jobs, things like that. The way that this happens, Conley and Gasol, if you trade them, you are in immediate rebuild mode, right? You are wiping the slate clean, and you're rebuilding around young pieces. You got Dylan Brooks, who will be back next year. You got Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, et cetera, et cetera. You're hoping to bring in flexibility. You're hoping to bring in new pieces, young pieces, to build towards the future. The issue is you don't really have that option, right? If they trade Gasol and Conley, they're going to be bad for the foreseeable future, right? Rebuilds take a long time. Orlando's been rebuilding for seven years now. They don't happen overnight. It takes a long time. You saw what the Sixers did, right? Tank forever, hope that you get the right draft picks, and then go from there. The Grizzlies, however, are not in the spot of having all those draft picks. I don't know that Conley and Gasol are going to bring in the kind of draft picks that the Sixers were able to acquire. You'd have to tank forever. You can't tank over the next two years because at the end of the 2020-2021 season, if Robert Perra decides he wants to move the team, it's he's paying pennies to, to buy out the lease on the FedEx Forum. It's $57 million the first year, but by 2027, it's $8 million a year. Who cares? That's chump change. That's nothing. So if they decide that they want to move the team, the local owners group has an opportunity to jump in and buy it. The city has to jump in and buy it. If they don't feel like the franchise is worth it, then Para would be free to leave. Now, obviously, he'd have to buy out the remaining portions, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot that goes into it, but it is a distinct possibility that the Grizzlies, if they trade Mike Conley and Mark Gasol, 
could actually be moving to Seattle, somewhere in California, Las Vegas, if they decide that they want an NBA franchise. There's all kinds of things. With sports gambling being legalized now, it's not as, as crazy to put professional franchises in Las Vegas. Seattle, has they want a new team. So the most likely of teams to move would be the Grizzlies in that case. Because if they trade these two, they are going to be terrible for a while. So it's a scary proposition to anybody in Memphis that you could lose those nights down at FedEx Forum where you've got people coming downtown. And even when the crowds are small, which they will be over the next few years, if the crowd is small, you've still got thousands of people that are coming downtown, people that are going to go eat, people that pay for parking, people that make jobs downtown a necessity. Without it, I mean, we just had the New Daisy Theater close down, right? That's a, a historic franchise. So things like that are going to happen more often if the Grizzlies decide to leave town. This is a much bigger story than people are, are giving it credence, right? They are not giving it the, the proper uh, importance, I guess you could say. Uh, we'll move on from that. Let's talk about the, uh, the the bowl games. The bowl games in 2020, there are three cities bidding for, well, there's more than that. There's three possible slots that the NCAA could approve for bowl games in 2020. Now, I don't know if this means some bowls are going to be knocked out, some bowls are going to be added and and other ones gone or whatever, or it could just be three new bowl games, which... Of course, what do we need? Three new bowl games, right? Chicago and Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, according to um, Stadium, uh, according to Stadium, Chicago and Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, are the near locks. They are going to get bowl games. And I don't know where the one in Chicago is going to be, Soldier Field, Wrigley Stadium, Wrigley Field, uh, you know, wherever. But they're going to put one there. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, I don't even know where they would put a bowl game there. But I do think that that would be a, a nice addition for somewhere that players would actually like to go. Um, we got Who's House, Ram's House in. Hi, how are you? So he said, hi, Gary, on the YouTube. Uh, yeah, I. the barbecue bowl is what they're wanting to call this one in Greenville, North Carolina. And they're going to hold it at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. That is the home of the ECU Pirates. What are we even doing nowadays? Why do we have all of these possible bowl games? I I can't figure out for the life of me what would be the purpose of this, right? And I don't guess there's any purpose in a Birmingham Bowl. There's no purpose in, you know, the Weed Whacker Bowl or whatever. Like, it's great for those cities, but the NCAA continues to allow these things to go on, and, and none of them matter. And if I guess if you're just going to have fun with it, let everybody go to a bowl game. It's good for the economy in those cities. It's good for the teams that actually get to make the trip. So long as they're not you know paying out of pocket to go, as long as they are being taken care of, it does add jobs to the local economy. At that point, yeah, bring them on, bring them on. But you cannot allow a bowl game in Greenville, North Carolina, to be called the bur- or the barbecue bowl. That's that's impossible. You can't do that. Either either Birmingham or Memphis would be called the Barbecue Bowl. That's it. 
Like that's where the list stops. Unless you had maybe one in Kansas City, but even then, like we'll go back and forth forever about what is real barbecue and what's not, right? Chris and I will eventually do a barbecue podcast that's it on here, but that'll only be barbecue. But uh, I don't understand the the barbecue bowl in Greenville, North Carolina. That that's ridiculous to me. Let's jump in. Let's go on and give the college basketball pick short show today. I got here a little bit late. I apologize, but I do appreciate you guys for hanging out with me. Let's go ahead and jump in. The college basketball picks, I got eight of them today. Uh, Game number one, TCU minus one and a half against Texas. I like TCU at home there. Texas uh, kind of on on the slide here lately. I like TCU to win this game. Virginia Commonwealth plus one and a half at Rhode Island. VCU is the better basketball team. Rhode Island, you would think they would be significant. Yeah, significantly better at home. You would think VCU would be significantly worse on the road. That is not the case. VCU is the better basketball team. I'm taking the point and a half. Let's go. Total, uh, oh, I'm also taking the under 136 and a half on that. Uh, These are two pretty good defenses. I don't see them getting to 136 on this, so I'm going under on that. Uh, Purdue minus one at Ohio State. Ohio State has lost four straight games. Purdue is just now rounding into shape. They're only favored by one. I think they win by much more than that. I like Purdue even on the road here. Let's go Boilermakers on that. Uh, Now I've got uh, four totals to close this out. Under 136 in George Washington against Davidson. I think George Washington does not score a whole lot of points. This over-under is basically based on Davidson. Uh, Their defense is going to hold George Washington down. Davidson, I don't think, will score a ton of points here. I'm going under 136. I'm going under 142 in East Carolina and Houston. Same difference here. I think Houston could possibly put up, you know, 75 points or whatever, but I don't think East Carolina scores that much. I think Houston wins by 20 points roundabout. So I'm going the under 142 there. I'm going under 154 in Nevada and Colorado State. Another blowout, another game that will be decided on, uh, the total being decided on the worst team not scoring that many points. So I think Nevada could win this one, you know, 80 to 56, something like that. At that point, you're still 20 points under under the total. Uh, and last one, over 134 in San Jose State against Wyoming. Neither of these teams are defensive juggernauts. Uh, neither one's really offensive juggernauts either, but both of them have been trending with overs. I like that total there, over 134. As always, you can get the picks over at winningcureseverything.com slash gambling-picks or just go to winningcureseverything.com and go up to the navigation bar and click on gambling picks. As always, the show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Uh, we haven't done that on the Daily Show in a while, but uh, but we are still rocking with them. Uh, we will be, especially all the way through March Madness and, and the NBA season and whatnot, uh, we will eventually kick off with some NBA picks, but I am focusing on college basketball for now. Right after college football, the NFL season still uh, still going. We still got the Super Bowl. Chris and I will be doing a recap uh, either this evening or tomorrow that I'll post up. But we'll uh, we'll get to that point later on. As always, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate you guys for being here for always checking out the show. We love you. We love the support. Thank you so much. We will see you guys again tomorrow.